Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media, where we slay some vampires and deal with a big, sad breakup. That's right. It's Gothtober, season three or four. What is it? We should know. (laughs) (laughs) Season four, I think. It has to be four. Yeah, yeah. Episode two. I am Takeshi. With me, I have Santos. Today, we are going to talk about one of those legendary vampire slaying animes series, Helsing. The genre is dark fantasy vampire, and it was written by Koata Hinato. And he actually wrote it and did the illustrations. Koata Hirano. Koata Hirano, okay. And here is the American. Kutra Hirano. What? You always do the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's you why don't, I always get corrected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. never the full American pronunciation. It's good. <laughs> so he wrote it and did the illustrations. The original series came out in May 1997. It went till September of 2008. It is 10 volumes. And he's quite prolific too. I looked him up and he's done so many mangas it's pretty unreal and some of the characters are like in the other mangas and stuff like too. spin-offs or it's like he's created a world yeah he's created a world i heard sometimes all the card like goes into some of his other things like legends of vampire hunter and just, yeah but he's done a lot but helsing is definitely what he's really known for the anime that we're going to talk about it was released October 11th of 2001. It went till January 17th of 2002. It is 13 episodes. It was directed by Uma Soke Lida. Lida? Let's find out if I'm right here. Uma no Ida. Yeah, Ida. Yeah, I was very American in that one. And Yoshinari Urata. This is the other director. Urata Yasunori. Yasunori Urata. 
Masanori Urata. <laughs> yeah, hold on here. Hold on here. We need to do Japanese Duolingo. The screenplay was written by... Oh, my God. You see why I'm having so much trouble? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Written by written Chiaki by, uh, J. Konaka. That's how I would say it. You know what? Uh, no, it's Chiana- Chiaki. Well, you said Chiaki. Chiaki J. K- Konaka. Chiaki J. Konaka. That was halfway right. That was good. Chiaki yeah. J. Konaka. But they sound pretty similar. They are sound. That one's not too hard. Okay, the music is by Yasushi Ishii. Ishii? Ishii? Ishi? Uh, it's probably y- Yashishi Yaishi. Is that thing? <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. Yasushi Ishii. Oh! You, oh. you was, said it slow, but then you said it probably sounds more like this. And then you <laughs> basically said what she said. So you knew. It just didn't seem right. Yasushi Ishi. <laughs> I just don't think we should call people Yasushi. <laughs> sounds bad. Yeah. We slow. We have to slow it down so much. Yeah, exactly. And it was done by uh, Studio Gonzo. It's on pretty much everything. And I already said it was 13 episodes. Pretty much everything. It's on Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll. Probably, well, Funimation. Back in the day, I bought it on DVD, and it was only like three episodes per DVD or something. It was pretty lame. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was like really expensive. Oh. <laughs> and you had to pay that import thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then after that, there was a manga that was released that was called Helsing Dawn, written by the same guy. And that went from March 2002 to 2006. And then... There was a new one called Helsing Ultimate. I don't want to go through all of it. No, but who? when did it come out? Yeah, there's 10 episodes. It came out February 10th of 2006, and it went till December 26th of 2012. With only 10 episodes? But they're like almost an hour each. But that's like six years. It says 2006 to 2012. For the anime? Helsing Ultimate. That was the newer one that came out. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe there's a typo there or something like that. I just feel like it was like a long time for 10 episodes. So that's all. <laughs> and then there was another one called Helsing Dawn that was released. And it's three episodes. And it went July 27th, 2011 to December 26th of 2012. And those oh. are three to six, nine minutes each or six to nine minutes each. So like many episodes? I guess so. I watched Helsing, the original one, many years ago, and I always suggested during Gottober we should do Helsing, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like this pretty legendary anime, even though it's not exactly following the manga well. They just kind of use the characters, the way they look, and the names, but it's loosely covering the manga in Helsing Ultimate so loose. I just want to say that Crunchyroll, even if you are watching it on there, it says like this is an anime that launched a lot of people's careers. Oh, probably like the voice actors. Okay. So I thought that was interesting that it's like kind of a, I don't know, like when you said it's a kind of a legendary anime. It it is legendary, but there are some butts in there because... (laughs) (laughs) So people who love the manga were 
not necessarily happy with the anime because it wasn't quite following the story. Okay, so when we look at like when the anime came out, it was in 2001. Mm-hmm. And the series went till 2008. And like he is so sparse when he was releasing these. I mean, what? It took over 11 years to release 10 novels. And so they are kind of just, it's like loosely based off of the original series. Yeah. The way they portrayed the characters, because I watched Ultimate TV, because I ended up finishing the series in one sitting, because it was like 15 minutes each. So it was like 13 episodes, four-ish hours of just sitting there watching it. it. Okay, you explained it to me that Housing Plane is the original, like the first one that came out. And then Ultimate is the one that came out to be like, actually, it's supposed to be more like this. Like this one is more along the lines of the manga, yes. just like Fruits Basket. So something around 2001, everyone just took names. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, because the, the manga is out. And you, when you look at the manga, like Alucard is definitely portrayed more crazy. Like, he's a little bit more insane. In the one that in, in the Helsing. manga, yeah, in Helsing, he's pretty insane. He's not just it is like this. Fun. Let's talk just a second about this. We'll get into it in a second. Yeah, into the into the contrast, but just so you know, also Takeshi was diligent and he watched this when it came out in real time, and then also um, the other day he watched all of it um, last week, and then Elaine watched a few episodes because I got mad at Crunchyroll because it kept buffering on me and freezing up, and I couldn't skip forward on the intros or the outros. It would like go way too fast forward, and I just had a mess, and I had to I had to close it down. I had to be like, goodbye. Were you watching on the app, or what was going on? I watched it on my phone. Fire stick on my TV, so not on the laptop. I just watched it on my computer and it worked perfectly fine. You know, I think I have to do that because, like, it just was miserable watching it like that. So it's loosely based, but it created a lot of fans and it made people probably read the manga more. And then when the new Helsing Ultimate came out, you could kind of tell that there's a difference, even though it's similar. It's different. Because like you said, all the characters are the same. The names are the same. The names are the same. I'm excited to watch the ultimate one because I know I only watched a few of the housing. I liked the few episodes I did watch. It's got a lot of style to it. Style, music was fun. The music is amazing. Oh, God. I love the music. Yeah. It's like wild. It's kind of like crazy, but like cool and exciting and it's violent, Definitely. So let's get into the plot just really yeah. quick because it's the original one. It doesn't really get into the whole entire plot. Like it uh-huh. just like pretty much it gets into like for some reason there's this vampire slash ghoul epidemic that's happening mm-hmm. throughout Europe, but especially in England. So they're trying to figure out what that problem is. But during this one time when the Helsing organization is going out to kill these vampires and ghouls. They're also killing all these policemen. And there is someone who was surviving, which was Sarah's Victoria. And she kind of bumps into Alucard and she's like, what the f- is this? And then she runs away from him. And then she ends up going into this church where there's this priest. The priest hypnotizes her to come to her. Alucard comes out. And the only way that he is able to 
kill the priest because he had to, to kill who's a, vampire. a vampire. Yeah, who's also a vampire, yes. <laughs> the way to kill a vampire is you have to either shoot them in the head or through the heart. With their fancy silver bullets. Which is weird because I thought that was a werewolf thing. That's also a vampire thing, I think. Well, it's their world, too. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it was silver bullets kill vampires, too, if I remember right. Sure. Sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like melted down. He said something. It's like melted down silver crosses from some. Yeah. So he had to shoot through Sarah's Victoria, who's known as police girl. Yeah. He tells her, well, you have this choice for me to kill this guy. I have to shoot through you, but I'll bring you back. And she said, well, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so crazy. And so she agrees and then shoots through her. And then he gives her the choice. Do you want to live forever or do you want to die right now? And somehow she muttered that she still wanted to live. And there's reasons for that, but we'll get more into that Uh later. And so turns her into a vampire. And now she's a part of the Helsing organization. (laughs) Yeah, he put her on the crew. So I just want to say that ghouls come from the vampires and they're just like zombies. They're called ghouls, but they they act kind of like zombies where they're just, they're not thinking for themselves anymore. They're controlled completely by the vampire. I'm thinking it's because those vampires aren't strong enough to create their own vampire. Oh, and then I was thinking. Oh, you know what? There's other reasons for that too. Okay. So it just keeps revealing. And then Alucard, who I want to call Helsing, but Helsing is the organization he works for. Right away, you find out that he regenerates. They were shooting him and he was being blasted apart, but he came back together. So he's got some sort of level of immortality or something going on. Yeah, you can't kill him. He's very strong. And he he seems to have been around for a long time. Yeah, well, you know what a la carte backwards is, right? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you remember in Castlevania when they had like the sun a la carte? wondering i was like this feels familiar like, there's something familiar about this so that's what i was gonna ask you too. like the whole housing thing and is that just like a legend that comes from somewhere that just keeps being redone through comics and stuff you mean like alucard and yeah dracula and i'm beginning to wonder if it's because i know it started in the video game castlevania like Alucard okay. is the son of Dracula and they like put the name backwards and everything. But I'm kind of curious if he took this and he kind of adopted it because I don't, I've never heard of Alucard as the son of Dracula, but it seems like this Alucard in Helsing is not the son of Dracula. All right. I just have a lot of questions about the vampire world all of a sudden that I'm like, that's not the time or place. I need to watch more and people create different versions. I was just trying to think of the other one we watched. We watched Castlevania, but I feel like we watched another one that was from like the 80s or 90s. Uh, God, yeah. I, yeah, totally. So I was Vampire just, anyways, Hunter D. He was also yeah. a vampire. Yeah. Anyway, so I was thinking about that. I was like, is it, am I confusing? Which ones am I confusing? And then also interesting enough, right? Helsing Alucard is hunting other vampires as yes, a vampire. Yes, exactly. He seems to have like a quality, like wants a level of behavior from vampires and if you don't follow it they murder you yeah because you're just wreaking havoc and like i'm thinking that vampires are just supposed to be kind of more hidden from the world and not be out there and wreaking havoc 
Yeah, because these ones definitely are trying to take over whole towns and stuff. Um, and then who's the housing human running the show? The master, Sarah Integra Helsing. I thought it was a girl. That's who it is. Yeah, Integra Helsing. Integra. They call her Sir Integra Helsing. But Sir, right? Like. Yeah, just like. Have you ever watched Star Trek? They call the captain Sir. They don't call him Ma'am. Oh, okay. Well, sir confused me. I was like, this androgynous person. Sir, I think it, it means like <laughs> master. Okay. Like, all right. It's like a sign of respect. Yes. Title. Okay. Correct. <laughs> okay. Yes. The Helsing organization. She's ahead of it. But if you watch more into it, you kind of find out that these vampires are being manufactured somehow. Oh, with the. Yes, I did get to that point. This is really old. I feel like I kind of ruined some things, not everything. We can because it has been around for a long time. I'm not going to ruin too many things, but you should definitely go out and watch it if you can. But they're being manufactured somehow and you kind of learn where it comes from. But I'm going to kind of go into like my problems with the original one versus the ultimate. Ultimate, like Helsing... The characters are very wooden. Sarah's Victoria is so wooden. Like, she's just like a doll. In the, fir- in the original? Yeah, the one where you watched. Yeah, she's, she's a little bit annoying like, because. Uh, she's- yes. Uh, <laughs> master. Yeah, exactly. She's struggling with some stuff of like being a vampire is hard for her. She doesn't want to drink her blood. And she does seem kind of dumb and she seems a little bit catered to. That was kind of frustrating. In Ultimate, they dig into her character a lot more. And also, like, Integra, she has a lot more of a pivotal role in it, too. And you kind of learn more about her. And the way they kind of messed with the storyline in the original one, even though it's really, really good, and there's, like, some... It's quite entertaining. It's very entertaining, (laughs) and it's very stylistic. But the storyline is definitely sacrificed. And then when you watch Ultimate, you're like, oh, wow. Okay, this is what's really going on. The original anime, they kind of leave hints of where it's coming from. But you really have to pay attention. And that's what's so So if you followed it from its origins, and then you could pick up the little hints in the first one. But if you didn't know anything about it, it's going to go right over your head. (laughs) If you read the manga during the time... Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't be caught up and you're going to be like, what the f*** is going on? Because, you know, it, was, it took them over 11 years to release all 10 novels. Yeah, like really d- dug in. There's detail and nuance and character development. Yeah, like, and so, okay, I get it. So I'm excited to watch the other one now. Yeah, but the the style of the original, the music, the animation, even though the music's played a lot, it never got too boring. And sometimes, like, at the later half, you could actually really sense the musician's inspiration. Sometimes it sounds like other music, ah, like Pink Floyd and some other things here and there, like the Beatles, I think. I can't remember, but there's something that it sounded like other songs, in a sense. But it's really good. But I do highly recommend. You could probably watch a few episodes of the original one. 
Well, you can watch the whole season. It's short. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's only like three and a half hours. I, I just it's, loved it so much. To be honest, each episode is 15 minutes. Yeah. No. And if you're not buffering the whole time being mad at your TV, it does go by fast. And it's styled. It's fun. It kept me captivated. I wanted to know more because it was kind of mysterious. Like you're like, who is this psycho? And you're like, oh, what's going on? And even though Sarah's Victoria is a little bit flat, but she's also, there's something that draws you in because there is more going on. I was thinking about like how goth, you know, like vampires are in general, like for gothtober. But also I was just thinking about like the Catholicism piece and... You know, this Vatican drama and their gloves and the prayers that they say. And they have these interesting symbols on their gloves. And you know what? I'll, I'll even recommend for you because you watched how many episodes? Three? Like three. Just watch the very last one. Okay. Because <laughs> the battle in that is so amazing. And you'll kind of learn who he is. Okay. So that anime says. But then in the new one, you learn actually who did everything and it's pretty damn good. Okay. I'm like halfway through and it, I could tell it's getting super intense. I'm like, Oh, you know what? I don't know if I could watch this right now. <laughs> it's, I mean, even the upside of the first one has a little camp to it. So the crimes being committed don't feel as heavy. So I'm a little bit, even though there's like blood that. everywhere, there's blood everywhere. They're like murdering families and, that couple, the t- the young couple, are like making out. It's like, oh my god. Okay, so the funny thing about Ultimate is that they have like Sarah's Victoria and Alucard will have dreams, and it's their weapons talking to them, and it's in this weird kind of different animation, like manga and animation in a way where like the guns are like these crazy people or whatever. It's so weird. And so it's it's like they have all these weird things going on and they had like completely different characters in there too. Oh. Yeah. And what about Integra and Saris? Because there seems tension in the, this first one. There's some tension that she's like, oh, you're plaything or you're, she's your problem. You need to deal with her. And he's just like... You see, they don't dig into that and they do in Ultimate. Because there's something there. I'm like, oh, is she jealous? Like, what's going on? Oh, no, no, no. She's not jealous. But you're never going to get anything out of it. And that's the problem I have with the original one. You're going to get a lot. In the first couple episodes, you're going to be like, wow, this just happened. It's so funny. So it's like either you're in it for like the entertainment for the first one, just just high level, just entertainment, action, that kind of thing. Or you go to the other one for storyline and character development and that sort of yeah so you can take your pick or do both <laughs> they're both good yeah so anyway, just but for you things. in general just watch the very last one for the battle i will i watch the last one and then i'll it. move to the next you'll see version. why too you'll understand like you text me when you after you're done class, you're like, oh wow that was pretty <laughs> amazing <laughs> I'm surprised Bart didn't like he should have watched it with you he would have loved it I know it. he, he kind of just left but I was like I know he would like this one it's a good one it's, it's oh very, god I love it when Alucard would like cock his gun with his teeth oh my god yeah it was so good <laughs> I was like F-, he does not care you no know, he definitely had this really wild personality but then at the same time it did seem like he really cared about as he called her police girl and there was something there like it was like all right. Like You'll he learn more about her that. And, <laughs> yeah. So at first you were like, oh, he seems kind of frightening and 
crazy, but then he's got his own moral compass. And then <laughs> he doesn't have any. Well, he does because he doesn't no, like in ultimate. the vampires who are fighting, you know, who are killing and stuff like that. So we've got to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Storygram Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi, and with me I have Santos, and we take two pieces of media, and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. We sip our cares away, you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Storygram Network. That's right. We are back and we're going to talk about FKA Twigs Magdalene. Is that Lady? Yeah, it's Magdalene, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I want to say Magdalena, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's no Anna. Well, when you look at it, that's what it like, kind of looks like. Okay. And then mm-hmm. I want to put the other part. What was it? Lady Magdalene? I always want to put the lady in there. Yeah. I go, she's a saint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you always want to. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, it was released November 8th of 2019. It was recorded from 2016 to 2019. It was recorded at Electric Lady Studios, which was Jimi Hendrix's original studio. Sound Factory. It's art pop slash electronic. And it was on the label of Young Turks. And there's quite a few producers in here. Corliss, Michael Jar, Skrillex, which surprised me. Benny... Picano, of course, FK Twigs. And then this came right after her EP, Melissa. I know it looks all weird. I can't remember exactly what it was. That's how she spelt it. And that's her kind of like, ooh, how can I explain it? Her, like one of her souls or something like that, she says, or her alt ego in a way. Oh, she has her own. Exactly. So I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's looking. But that's an EP. But then what came before that was actually LP1. So this inspiration was her breakup with the actor Robert Pattinson. And, you know, I don't really want to talk about who she dates or whatever, because I find that kind of weird. But... I'll talk about it, though. I'm sorry. I'm going backwards. I get what you say now about Melissa. I get it. Okay. It's like pager code. Almost. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I get So that's fun. All right. I was just behind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll talk about the breakup later. So she was engaged to Robert Pattinson. And I guess she got a hate from his fans and death threats, and she got... Racism. Yeah, a lot of heavy racism, which when you... Twigs is so beautiful. She's like otherworldly. She's so cool. And then when I was reading this, I read a whole article on their relationship. I think they were together for three years. Their engagement was 
vague and kept as secret as they could. But he's got like a like a crazy fan base because of the Twilight series people. And they definitely just went after her. So I think it strained their relationship quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. And during the time she, if I remember right, she was planning to not make music anymore or anything when she was with him because they were just going to get married and make babies or something. Oh, I didn't know that. I just know that I think T-Pain spilled the beans on their engagement on accident in an interview. Oh, man. Okay. Because he said that. He's like, oh, well, I don't know if we'll be working together soon because, you know, she's engaged and stuff. And so she was putting off, I guess, projects and things like that, maybe. So crazy to think that she's so affiliated with, like, all these other actors and musicians and stuff. Like, T-Pain? <laughs> yeah, right? She's, I know. Like, she just seems like, yeah, like this otherworldly being. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you're like, oh, you know, all these people. Yeah, so it's just... <laughs> yeah, and she's also an actress, too, so... I guess she has to know a lot of different people. So when they broke up, all she did was sit around in her apartment in New York and wear Victorian dresses. And she just watched this one director's movies, these old like black and white movies over and over again. Cause she was so depressed. Oh. And then also during this time, she kind of, maybe after, like I think it was in 2018 to 2019, she dated Shia LaBeouf for... Before this album came out? Yeah, 2018 to 2019, oh, I think, for six months. What a terrible rebound situation. And to her credit, she called him out on being a f-ing creep and stalking her. And like she also sued him for mental and physical abuse and mm. gave her an STD that's uncurable. And so they're still going through court with that too. Oh, well, I'm on her side. So yeah, <laughs> like, I'm glad she came out and did speak out about it. And did he go get help and stuff and admit to being a terrible person at one point? Yes. Okay. It's because of her that like, hey, you're up and she called him out publicly which i feel really bad for to be going through this and that's rough yeah anyway so you can look more into that anyway so this is inspired by her breakup from robert pattinson and i think i sent you something about a week or two ago it was during covid it was a tiny desk performance and she's yes they're all wearing these crazy victorian dresses it was a cello, a piano player, maybe some violins. And, and a violin, yeah. Yeah, and some backup singers. And I was like, this is so damn goth. It was. It looked like they were in a cathedral. There are candles. <laughs> it was just like... Candles everywhere. And I yeah. listened to the album, and I think all of the songs, except for one, which even that song is, when you listen to it, it's about emotions and stuff, but it's more like along the line of like popular hip-hop or whatever. I think... The album's pretty damn goth. I mean, it's a breakup album. It has like these really dark themes in it. And then like the beats, when they have beats in it, are they're very industrial sounding. Yeah. It's like very sparse and in her voice, her voice God, goes into different ranges. It's oh my God. She's got a beautiful voice and it's she takes it all these different places with the emotions and it is, it's beautiful and sad, which made me think goth. <laughs> like it's gorgeous and there's some anger in it too and she definitely explores all these different emotions and yeah 
and it, yeah, except for the one song with Future, which I do like. It's up a good until, song. Like, I like most of the song until he's too much in it and the auto tune kind of that just dragged it down. I wish he would have scaled back on that a little bit. Or they did a different sound or something because it got irritating. But the beginning of the song, I was fine with. I was like, oh, cool. It's a little bit of a change up, but it's still in there. And it gives you a little bit of a breather from like the heavier stuff. But then once he keeps going and the auto tune, you're just like, shut up. And I have to skip it. <laughs> so what song was in the video? What song did they do? Because they don't do it like that on the album. I think it was Mary Magdalene was one okay. of them. And it was Cellophane. They did another one. Oh, the one you sent me was just so amazing. I was like, it was just so cool. Yeah, so that's why we put it in Gothover. To me, it's so goth. I mean, if it's the spirit, the, the soul spirit, of goth. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, to me, this is like darker than some Cure albums, and like it has more attitude than other albums that are considered goth. And oh my god, yeah. I mean, when it opens up with Thousand Eyes, it's just like you hear this like beautiful choir coming through and then when she starts singing it's like really high pitched oh man it's so good it gives you chills just it listening does. to it i felt like her work was like i don't know like in the rasputina realm <laughs> like just very authentic storytelling very emotional how she chose like this person to focus on but then through the lens of like magdalene to me it gave me that rasputina vibe too Right. Each song is so damn good. And you're right. It's good that it had like a little breather before it just like shut down. And like even the beats throughout the song, except for the one with feature in it, <laughs> they're very, very sparse. Like you hear mm-hmm. beats, it's like it's all kind of glitchy. And then it'll be quiet and it'll hit you with some weird, fed up sounding drums, a beat, not even drums. And then it just fades away. And it goes back to them singing or something along that line. And it's just so well produced. This was the album for me that I didn't want to listen to because I knew it was a breakup album. And it was about Robert Pattinson. And I was like, Ugh, oh, it's tough. <laughs> so, yeah. Like you're like, oh, it's this, what's it going to be like? Yeah. And really good. <laughs> yeah. When I listened to it, though, I was like, this is so good. And watching her play the, some of these songs live oh boy there's like this the one video of her singing i think it might have been cellophane where she's saying like why don't i do it for you or mm-hmm. something like that i can't remember i think so it was the very last show of her tour and so it was very emotional for her because she knew this was this pretty much the end of her grieving this breakup and so she was crying and it was just like, oh, God damn, man, this is amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. And also it makes a lot of sense why she went from this to Capri songs, which was very lighthearted. <laughs> I think I'll revisit that one now because this one was so good. I was like, we started the other way. So I was like, yeah, it's okay. And then I liked the other album, a couple of songs off a different album. And then... Just giving time to listen to this one, though. I've listened to it over and over again. So I really was, I don't know, I really recommend it. I think I listened to it at least like 10 times. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing with me, though, listening to it on Spotify, like when you're done with an album, then it just leaps into another song that they think you might want to hear, which was another (laughs) one of her songs. But at the end, you want 
silence because it's just like this really beautiful end and then it's quiet. And I think you need a pause before you listen to anything else to really feel it. That's all. So for me, I was like, oh, this is when I wish I had just the album and just stop. Maybe there's a setting. Yeah, you you just click, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that anymore. You could just put like, don't do continuous play. Yeah, that's what I need. The settings. So I, that's all. That's the only thing where I was like, oh, you just want to hold that silent moment a little bit longer. I think this album is, yeah, like I said, it's up there for me with like Rasputina albums or it just feels like a full album, a Bowie album, like, you know, where you just feel really inside of it and it's like hard to listen to one song. Right. And not all of it. Yeah. And you could tell that there is some inspiration in there, even like throughout her catalog there is some inspiration of Susie and like Bjork yes oh one of the songs opens up and it just gave me that Lydia Lynch like Queen of Siam feel like because it's like breathy and kind of childlike rhymey type thing going on and I was like oh this really yeah she brings in a lot of different sounds and nuances and stuff and makes her own music I also feel like she should be a character in Carol and Tuesday (laughs) Yeah. Right? Don't you think? If they did like, <laughs> like a real life Carol on Tuesday or a live she action, is. she could be like Carol. Yeah. I was like, she okay, could totally be Carol. Carol. Yeah. Like she lives in that world. And so, yeah, I think you should check it out. I don't know what else to say about it. Maybe you should play a couple songs. Yeah. Oh my God. How do you choose? <laughs> right. Oh, I do want to mention that I did see because I was like, oh, I just read this one article about the relationship and it didn't go into the breakup, just the relationship more. And then after the split, they said, what was her source of lyrical inspiration? And she talked about Mary Magdalene and she said, an incredible woman who was always in the shadow of a man. I can relate. (laughs) So I thought that was interesting because dating such a like superpower person who has so much fandom of his is so insane. So (laughs) I thought that was an interesting quote from her, of her choice. (laughs) I don't know anything about him, so I don't have anything to say about him. Like whether I just know the quotes from the article said that he tends to lie a lot in articles. So that's hard to know if the information is true, like whether they were engaged or not. Like he was always throwing them off, like, They were engaged, I think, or something. But to give Robert some credit, he didn't really say much during this whole entire tour of grievance or anything. He could have totally thrown her under the bus. Maybe he was sad too. It sounded like they both really obviously were in something serious and then they were out of it. So it must have been sad. Yeah, but he could have totally had a press release about like Mm -hmm. how f***ed up she's being right now. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know the lyrics well enough to think any of them were like mean, but they just but, seem... you know what I mean though. It's yeah. just like No, it's true. But you know, some people's breakup albums might be more like pointed and I don't think he cheated on her or anything, right? So I don't think there's any like hatred in that sense where he might feel defensive. It just feels really heartbroken. Definitely. All right. Well, let's play uh Mary Magdalene, I guess. Thank you. 
That's amazing. Yes. Do you have another song you want to play? I was trying to think, like, do we play another song or do we just leave them with kind of that one? Yeah, let's just leave them with that one. Because they're so good. Like, just listen to the whole album. Start at the beginning. <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's sad, but it's not like, it doesn't like kill your day or anything. <laughs> It's more, it's so beautiful. It balances it out, if that makes sense. Like it's art. It's not just someone being like humdrum or it's too sad or something like that. And there's, there's like a journey through it. So it's not the same note of sadness either. It's a little bit more like complex. So I wouldn't feel like, oh, this is going to really bring down my day or anything. So I could agree with you on that because like there's some albums or even a song where I could listen to it and I need a break after listening to it where this I could like just listen to it over and over again I feel like I need to listen to it yes yeah it just <laughs> feeds so much there's something about it that just it's I'm like ah again <laughs> like I love this album so happy this is one thing I hope I hope I don't break up with somebody and then listen to this album because then it'll <laughs> be linked to that breakup that's true though I do think this could get you through a breakup because it could get you through a breakup. So I feel like you have a good friend with FK A Twigs and if you're sad right now. So <laughs> So funny though, because I was talking to my friend about like breakup songs or breakup albums or whatever. And I go, Yeah, I have like an album. I have a couple songs I could listen to and it just like almost brings tears to my eyes or because it reminds me of this breakup because that's all I listen to. She's like, yeah, I feel the same way with uh, Disintegration. I cannot listen to Disintegration by The Cure because it reminds me of this breakup. And it's such a good album. And now, now it reminds you of being with this one person or whatever. Yeah, I like, ah. know certain times in your life and stuff. No, that's very true. So I hope this doesn't happen with me. <laughs> no, me neither. This is special album. Oh my God. And it's, yes, Henri Goth. October. Oh. <laughs> so we know if people are hardcore goth 
and they're like, what? You'll love it. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> like you should be listening to it if you're in yeah. rock music. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. Wrap it up. <laughs> you can find me at all social medias under Glitch Unicorn. And you can find me on some social medias at Sister Santos. All right. We'll talk to you next week.